Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Hallelujah. Are you blessed this morning? Amen. I want us to continue praying a little more. Amen. And I know that God is going to bless us. The Bible says, my house shall be a house of prayer for the nations. Amen. So, if we look at Isaiah, um, we see what the word of God is saying. Amen. Mark 11 and verse 17, it says, My house shall be called of all nations the house of prayer. One of the mysterious things in the word of God is why Jesus, if he was the son of God, why was he praying so much in the wilderness? Are you with me? Are you with me? Why was he praying so much in the wilderness and what was he praying for do you see 40 days and 40 nights why would you what what do you need amen what do you need that makes you pray for a long time you see and um, just seeing Jesus praying there just even without even knowing what he was praying about or even what he was doing should make us alarmed and should make us be concerned that we should pray more. How many understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Because, you know, we we know our problems. We know we need this, we need that. How many need something? How many have something that you feel, even as you are in church today, you feel that thing is on your, at the back of your mind, and then after church, it will come to the front of your mind. (laughs) Initially, it's at the back, but then it comes to the front. Everybody has something like that. And then as you grow older, you have pains in your body. Different types of pains come into the body from all kinds of 
reasons can give rise to pains and that is how your existence is on earth it's like there is a lot of some tension there's something here are you with me and that alone is a, a reason to sense the need to pray amen so prayer prayer more than anything is a very important part of our spiritual life and and prayer not for any particular thing in fact what, one, one of the things you should be happy about as a Christian is if you have a topic to pray so thank God so I think I'm going to release a book of topics <laughs> so that <laughs> you have because if, if you are a prisoner and you are sentenced to um, many days somewhere or years or whatever where you, you have been sentenced to be alone do you see if you are a reader you will be happy if somebody gives you things to read it's like what to, to read when I'm there and what it is is that when you are brought to this earth the main thing is that you should be praying that's what the bible says pray without ceasing don't ever stop so one of the things you should be you'll be very happy is give me any, any any topic at all it's fine and you find out that people who pray for a long time are people who have series of topics yes when I was in, uh, going to Korea a time ago when I was going to Korea I learned something and I learned that from Yonggi Cho that the secret of his prayer was using the Lord's prayer as a series of topics that he used to keep praying. So he will start with Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. So one of the books that he's written about prayer is just the Lord's Prayer. So said, by the time you finish going through that, you end up praying for some, for, for some time. It was like you need to have something to say. So having series of topics to pray is one of the great blessings for someone who has come to this earth and has realized that as for prayer, I'm going to need to pray. Yeah. Because let's say you need a car. You know, after a while praying about the car, you even get tired of praying. Even at a point, I don't know whether you realize that sometimes when you keep praying about something, it's as if you don't really believe the earlier prayers have worked. So it's like the prayers look like some kind of crying out of desperation and of unbelief. Yeah. So me, there are some things when I pray that I, I, I don't want to continue praying about them. I feel that it's okay. I'm sure God has heard what I've what I prayed. You get what I'm saying? 
So it's one of the great blessings for prayer warriors to come to the place where you are someone who has series and series and series of things to pray about. And one of them is the Lord's Prayer. And that was Yongi Cho's like long distance. And then after that, he had another series called the Tabernacle series. So he starts by entering the tabernacle, go to the altar, then whatever happens at the altar, then from there to the laver, and then from there to the holy place. Then he has three things in the holy place. Then he goes to the holy of holies. So that is another series of topics that comes through that. So if you notice in the flow prayer meetings, you will notice that one of the things is series of topics that keep us praying for a long time. That's all. That's, what, that's actually what is happening. Yeah. So when the flow prayer book comes out, you must have it. It's something that you just have around that it just helps you to be praying. Amen? Yeah. We, we all need long topics. Yeah. So even like, like now, you know, we can decide to stay here till this evening. And the answer that, what, what are we doing? Is there any crisis or is there some problem that, no, just praying, like long time praying in the house of God. Because when you look at your life, you realize so many things that are happening and that happen, they are not natural. I mean, and it could have easily gone this way or gone that way. If you look at marriage, after you've been married for a while, you realize that you could have married so many other people. It's almost like who you met at a particular time and how things were and how you were thinking at that time has made you marry. But when you look at it, you, 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 when you want to be honest, you stop saying, this my Prince Charming that I met at the traffic light and the Holy Spirit said this, this, that. You realize that, hmm. I stopped so much like that. Yeah. It's true. So, I want us to just be relaxed. See, whenever you come to pray, you get it? You must have in your spirit, in your mind, a long distance runner's attitude. Yes. You must have what? Attitude. Yes. In uh, in the in the wild, in the bush, the forest, the savanna, where there are wild animals, you have different animals. Animal like uh, a lion, right, catches its prey by sprinting like a cheetah or a lion. They run for a short distance. If he continues running after that short distance, he will faint. That's how they catch you. So if you can run fast for some time, you, you, you'll be okay. You'll be okay. And the antelopes can run fast and for quite a distance. 
and the lions will just go about 50 meters and then they stop. They, their hearts overwork and they can collapse. So they, they just have to stop. But there is another animal which is the wild dog. Small like this. And they kill, they also eat the same antelopes, but they kill it by long distance running. They just run after you like this, uh, the antelope will run, until the antelope himself stops. And then he is eaten. So that the wild dogs, they kill by long distance running. And I'm saying to you that the victories that we will have in prayer, we have it by long distance attitude in running. It's not too fast, too emotional, and too um, extreme. It's like, oh no, I'm here. I'll close at five. I'll close around five. I'm, I'm praying. About what? I don't know, but you appear. I met a pastor the other day who was saying that, you know, he has not been alone for a certain number of days before. And I was saying that a pastor should know how to stay alone. When you ask yourself, what would you do when you are alone? Without phone, without whatever, what would you do? That's, that's the art of prayer. It's like long distance. I'm there and I'm just in prayer. That is when you kill certain things in the spirit. Things you don't know about. How many have ever woken up one day and something you didn't know about happened? Mm. There are a lot of things like you don't know about. But your prayers and your mysterious prayers will lead you to deal with things that you don't know about that are coming or that want to come to your life. Amen. So, at this time, I'm going to ask us to all stand to our feet and pray. Amen. Pray about our prayer lives. How many realize that by what I'm sharing with you, you need to become a long distance runner when it comes to prayer? Yes. You don't have to be very urgent. And like it must finish in the next five. Sometimes some people, when you hear them pray, you know that five minutes is going to be over. Is it not true? How many have ever realized that this one you can't continue for? Yes. It's not sustainable. Lift your holy hands and just commit yourself. Lord, I want to become a long distance runner when it comes to prayer. Fala madado laramanda libakatabalanda rada mandola mamama teach me Lord long hours long seasons long times of prayer yes show me Lord show me Lord show me Lord Jesus show me Lord show me Lord show me Lord Jesus shalabara more de ketesi mare de lebe on desin de bokasa parado bebere de kese Show me, Lord, and teach me. We ask you, O God, to show us and to teach us. Help us to pray. 
Oh God, we pray concerning our prayer lives. Let it become better, Lord. Let it become better, Lord. Let it become better, Lord. Mamo kefinda sombra Davide kesina. Lo feredisene mento fande. Lo masada la babara da balabala badala. Monte fiende keso mambro vide lekese. Sombra devieso. Makotala maveri lekese. Venia vos tambro shende vide keso ramadala madala. On kesem fa fidole vere lekese. Harido keshe. Vidosa. My God, we pray to you, Lord, that you help us with our prayer lives. Yes, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Ronde siende remena bovara mabide ketelelelele Mori ende fenzoma keridiaso Yes, yes, yes Maramandorobo shendelele menele ketele Medinevo Viante sembro vadie kesere medele Merambo varadavi ketolama dalalalamada Monde fiende zido lama varadi kesere medele 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 Yelo mamandolo boko shandele le medekese Telie vedo kavasora ma Haramadilo more menekesele Monte mfidele keso Shomba faradi kesele mede videli ekosa Mone ketere videle medele lelele mene Jesus, we pray Help us with our prayer lines, Lord More menekesora ma videle go vere devele kesonda lalamada Many neketo vara na vido veredele bebido la madele. Monte sende vando kamo vara dile kesho. Yes, yes, yes. Pararara bavore debe keshota. Vendi a vostan fradie kesero moda la madile gese. Peri debe sostan mora die keshota la 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 mada. Oh, call on God. Pray. Pray concerning your prayer life. Pray concerning your prayer life. He will help you. Mighty Holy Spirit, we ask you. Soma vide leke sonda vara dieso. Sombra vide leke se. Kida lokasa. Kida lokasa. Kida lokasa. Mama nakatala ma vido borodo bo vere. Ye mama na mama vido lo mo vide vere dele modelo lo mone. Me le festo la ma. Membre ki se falo malo keche mere de veliene. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Mira morara ba viste leke sendele me. Emara ba vara dalama. Sofra di ke serebedele. Liko santo la lama. Yes, Jesus. Kila mo vando li eme ne se na mo dalama dalama delele me ne ke se. Ayamu delebe vine ke sonda la 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 mada. Radesi efedo kosa. Parada ba vido lo mo shende. Kikanto sando la mananama. Holy hands. Yes, Lord. Holy hands. Yes, Lord. Father, I seek. 
yes to become a spiritual person in the name of Jesus teach me to pray in the name of long Jesus long distance prayers in the name of Jesus long prayers Lord in your in presence in the name of Jesus teach me teach me Lord to be like Jesus Mando to pray like Jesus pray pray like Jesus pray to call on you like Jesus hallelujah. call on you yeah. hallelujah to change hallelujah to pray without ceasing yes to pray without ceasing yes yes to pray with series of topics oh yes oh yes change my life change my life change my life change my life Yes. In the spirit, yes. To know my way about, yes. In the spirit realm, Show me why Jesus prayed. Show me, Lord. Why Jesus prayed. Show me, Lord. Why Jesus prayed. Show me, Lord. Ira tasambro veredike seleme, rama bara videle videle, lo mante veneke si somandele, remando bara dia. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hello, Mandela. Yes, 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 yes. Jesus. Come on, lift your voice to him and pray. Lord, my prayer life. My prayer life. Help me, Lord. I lift my hands to you, Lord. I am Baby my God, my God, my God, my God. Mendo Keep on praying. Go ahead. Lift your hands to him and ask him, Lord, my prayer life to be with you, to stay longer with you, to talk to you, to be in your presence. Holy hands. Holy hands. Jesus. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Imando Sandi Bede Bokosha, Rata Fide de Bonavas, Remene Vivaloga, Rante Kiolobo Verene Menekeso, Montesida Lomanana, Leger Fradieso, Madula Mavaradia de Lemene. Lord, I pray concerning my prayer life. Help me, empower me, give me the grace. Show me, Lord, teach me, Lord, how Jesus prayed, how Jesus prayed, where he prayed, what he prayed. I want you to make my prayer life a better one, Lord. I lift my hands to you and I ask you, oh God, for the grace. I lift my hands to you, oh God, Holy Spirit. 
help me 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 to call on God at all times help me to pray without ceasing help me to pray at all times help me to call on God show me and teach me man prakine kosari aketele lora baba baba vestonda la migali ese ombre di esoka rema vida lemena kosaya ndele lemena Everybody pray it matters to you it matters to me our prayer lies hey oshambra faria kosa merere bebi bastombra lia kese melimosa talamamberele emarada bavide lemene to travel and to be with you lord my god my god to be like jesus to pray like jesus oke tololo musandele remeni no maso Quicken our prayer life so God bring it alive Lord help us 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 by showing us help us by teaching us how Jesus pray how Jesus called on you how Jesus prayed without ceasing how Jesus prayed without fainting how Jesus prayed all the time show us and teach us we want to be like him lord we want to be like him we want to be like him we want to be like him mamona viesemo monte ferenene mokosa when you are praying in tongues you can never tell when you finished so amen which one is amen which one is it's over so you have to accept you know the fact that prayer goes with time it's important when you start praying to look at the time that you are starting and to to, to have time uh, I'm going to pray for an hour I didn't write the Bible Jesus was surprised that his disciples couldn't pray for one hour 
And then he went back and he went back two times. So that's three hours. But he was just surprised that just an hour. I remember when I was in university, a brother was explaining to me his credentials for wanting to marry a particular girl. And he said she will never have somebody like him who can have sex for one hour. Yes. This is what people are using one hour for. And this is what people are ranking themselves in. That that's what I can do for one hour. I, I, I was standing around Commonwealth Hall and he was explaining to me that he is the best candidate for this person. And this is the reason. Not praying for one hour. Sex for one hour. And I don't want to go into the details of what he was saying. But for the sake of prime protocol. So you see time, people are using time to rank themselves and rate themselves. Time in other things. And it's time that we start rating ourselves and ranking ourselves. Do you see? By the length of time you've prayed. I have always rated myself and ranked my rated myself by the time how much how long I pray. Always. Since I was in secondary school. I remember the first time I prayed for seven hours. In my box room, I was in six pounds. From 10 to 5, I lay between my chobos and my trunk and on the floor and I prayed from 10 to 5. That's how I know that 10 to 5 is 7 hours. I remember clearly the first time I prayed for 3 hours. I remember when I prayed all night. What the sun go down and what the sun come up. Yes. So, as long as you have not learned to use time with prayer, you are nowhere. You are joking. Ask your neighbor, are you joking or you want to be ranked on other areas of, of time? Time. Huh? <laughs> What's your ranking in? Ask your neighbor, what are you good at one hour of, of doing? Doing of what in one hour? Hey! You see some people looking as if they don't understand their feeling shy of whatever and so on. That's the hypocrisy. <clears throat> so brothers and sisters, we are going to rate and rank ourselves in terms of time is going to be prayer. One hour, one hour there is, is a normal. It's one hour, just me and God. Praying about what? It doesn't matter. There are many things. Now we are coming with topics, prayer topics. Just start, start, just to be with the Father. How many of you agree with me that if you are going to be with an important person for some time, you'll be thinking, what will you say? Anything that works. Anything that what? Works. Yes. If I was going to sit with the president now, what, what will work for him? It's okay with me. Because I don't know what to say. So if there's anything that will work, we talk about it. So when you are coming to God, anything that works with him, if, if he likes when you talk about this or he should describe what you should say, 
there are so many ranges of topics yes so we are going to pray for just a few more minutes but I pray that today's prayer time will make you more prayerful amen are you ready to be more prayerful always ask yourself Jesus what were you praying about yeah You've come as far as Gethsemane and you are still on the prayer. You told Peter some days ago that you are going to be crucified in Jerusalem and so on and you've come. And today is Thursday. So what, is, what are you praying again about? You know, I think that things can change and so many events keep changing all the time. I think if you don't pray, I, I think things will not be the way they are supposed to be. I, I, that's, that's what I, I, I don't know what even to pray about but just praying there must be prayer in the system amen do you agree with me let's stand to our feet now we are going to pray Lord reveal to me how to pray for one hour and beyond prayer topics and how to be a prayerful prayer warrior from today Wherever those of you watching online, television, pray that God is going to help you to become this type of prayer person. It's been three hours and you have been in prayer. It's been four hours and you've been in prayer. There's nothing bad is happening, but you are just in prayer. Lift your hands and pray about your prayer. Marando Shandala, yes, could you Jesus. not watch with me? Yes. Mana, Mando Sandele, Mando Marandole, Paradale, no Ledere, Mandole Mara, Maradino, Ramando, Pray for one hour. Yes. Pray for two hours. My God. Pray for three hours. Oh Lord, I come to you. I come to you, Lord. My life is changing from today. I'm becoming someone who must step out of my house. Yes, Lord. Without praying for at least one hour. Yes, Lord. At least one hour. Lord, I'm a pastor. I'm going to spend at least two hours, three hours. Pray. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I 
I pray that you reveal to me, Lord, how to pray for an hour, two hours, three hours. Show me, Lord. Teach me, Lord. I pray. Many a festo ramana di ketolo lo mo vere mene. E alo ma vara ma dala ma di lo mo vere mene. Omba, levando, saya dala dala dala. E amario alo lo mo vere mene. Holy hands lifted to the Father in the tabernacle of prayer. Yes, as we come before Your presence, this morning, Jesus, my God, Jesus, 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 let Your church be a house of prayer, a house of prayer. Go ahead and tell him to teach you and to reveal to you.
to spend time to come away to his presence to enjoy his power to enjoy the spirit of God service. I need some oil now. Now. Who is helping? You have oil. For everybody. I need. Have you got oil? Is there a way we can get everybody? Zechariah chapter 12 and verse 10. I'm going to pray for you to have an anointing of prayer. Yes. An anointing of prayer. They are anointed to pray. You know, Bishop Frank here, who's been praying with us, you know, a number of people have commented or even noticed, you know, that he can actually pray for a long time and he's able to just go on and on. And you see, if you compare with yourself, you realize that if I give you the microphone, the prayer meeting will end just now. Because you are not anointed to pray. So today God is giving you an anointing to pray. Amen. A grace to pray. And a power to pray. Is it biblical? In Zechariah chapter 12 and verse 10, it says, I will pour upon the house of David and upon the inhabitants of Jerusalem, the spirit of grace or the anointing of grace and of supplications. Supplications are prayers. I'm sure you know. Let your prayers and supplications be made known to God and so on. It's there. It says, I will pour upon the house of David the spirit or the anointing of grace and supplications. You see, that is supplying of needs. That's an important spirit. Of all the different aspects of the Holy Spirit, one of the important aspects is the anointing to pray, the grace and the spirit of God that is upon a person to pray. I tell you, and it makes a difference. You know, prayer is like oxygen. You never know it is important. It was during Corona that we heard of oxygen. But we just 
crave it in all the time and it's not a problem. So many things that we took for granted. Even to be able to just be with somebody in a room. It becomes an issue now. You get it? You don't get it? I was asking whether you get it, but you are not minding it. Yeah. Prayer is like water. When water is gone, the whole environment changes. How many have been in the house when the water is finished? Toilets are not working. Do you, do you experience it in your houses? Toilet is not working. Nothing is working. The whole house is bizarre. All those beautiful things you have, your showers and what have you, none, 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 none of them are working. It's only buckets and then fetching of water and then even other things which we don't have to say. We don't want those who are watching in America to have a wrong idea about When you send them on missions, they'll say they won't go. Because there's no running water. <laughs> have you given them some oil? We don't have oil. Oh, wow. If we don't have, then another time. Yeah. If you are watching, you are with us on a flow, get some oil. Ah, they've got some oil. Just give everybody a, a drop on your finger and take that oil. Now listen. Are you watching? Do you, let me show you something. You see, this church, okay, what did Jesus say? I will build my church. I will do what? I will build my church. So he's the one who builds his church. It is his power and his presence that builds the church. Amen. So without his power and without his presence, are you listening? The church would not be built. Now if you look at this church, this one is one of the churches. And in many countries, do you get what I'm saying? In my lifetime, we are watching as the churches are becoming denominations in countries. So I feel that there is a power at work. How many can also feel that there is a power at work? That power is the power of the Holy Spirit. Those are the invisible aspects of all the mysterious things that we are involved with. It's mysterious and it is by the power of God. Just a drop, just a drop of the oil. Just a drop. Beautiful. I'd have let you come and everybody come so that I, lay. I feel like really, I really feel like laying hands on it. But I think, I don't know whether we are allowed to lay hands during COVID. Are you allowed to lay hands? I've been wondering what we are going to do during crusades. I don't think we are. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. How many want to be engaged with that invisible power of God? Yes. And you see 
someone, you see that a lot of outcomes are determined by the spiritual victories that you have already won in the spirit. Yes. A lot of outcomes. And I declare that the outcome of your life is going to be beautiful. Because the spirit of grace and the spirit of supplication is coming on you today. In Jesus' name. Everyone standing. Every standing. Every standing. Place the oil on your head right now. Father, as this oil comes on everyone that is part of this and those with us on television, on Facebook, let the power, the power to pray, the power of grace and supplications rest upon everyone that has anointed himself today with the oil of grace and supplications according to the prophecy of Zechariah receive power to pray receive power to intercede receive power to stand before God Receive power to exit from prayerlessness, barrenness, emptiness, and fruitlessness in the name of Jesus. Jesus. Receive power against the power of the enemy operating in your life. Receive the anointing of prayer, the anointing of supplication, the anointing of daytime prayers and nighttime prayers. Receive the grace to become a prayer warrior. Yes. By the power of the Holy Spirit. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Whatever Jesus. represents emptiness. My God. Emptiness. My dryness. My dryness. dryness My God. Dryness. Yes. Dryness. Is taken away from you. In the name of Jesus. And it is replaced. Yes. With the spirit of grace and supplication right now my in the name of in the Jesus, name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth lift your hand and thank God right now Worship team, come on stage now. Spirit move. Spirit move. Spirit move. Oh!
Put your hand on your belly. Out of your belly shall flow rivers. Rivers of living water. Rivers of living water. Let them flow now. Let them flow. Those who have not received the Holy Spirit, you don't speak in tongues. Put your hand on your belly right now. Everyone, put your hand on your belly. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. You are becoming a spiritual child. You are becoming a source of a river. A source of a river of prayer. A source of a river of intercession. A source of a river of supplication. You are becoming a prayer child. You are becoming a supplication center. You are becoming a prayer center. You are becoming a source of prayer. The source of the river. The source of the river. The river of the spirit. Flowing out of your heart. As we confront the battles of our lives, we thank you that we are going with a new, renewed power of prayer. Yes, Lord. Prayerful. Yes, Lord. We give you thanks. We give you thanks, Lord. And we give you praise. Yes. In the name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Now, you know, where are these people going? Now, listen. God is changing your life. You'll not be empty when you meet the enemy. Amen. He's going to meet a long distance runner. How many agree that you are becoming a long distance runner? You are going to outpace the enemy. You know, I was telling you about wild dogs. You should watch it on television somewhere or YouTube. You see that they are small like little dogs and they are chasing a big antelope. It's just a matter of who can go longer. That is it. Who can run longer? Uh-huh. I mean, that is a strategy of the enemy is to see who can go longer. And that is why you have to rise up and show the enemy that when it comes to the spirit world the spirit realm you can go longer 
we are not this type of pray five minutes and then move around. WhatsApp from whatever to whatever, checking videos, downloading, waiting for it to download every video that has been forwarded to you. You are downloading and waiting to see what is on it. You are in more than 28 groups. How many groups are you in? Huh? No, how many WhatsApp groups are, do you belong to? Have you ever counted? Is there a way to check on your phone how many groups you belong to? Oh, there's a place. Oh, then check. Check your groups right now. Let me see. I want to know how many groups. Check right now on your phone to see how many groups you belong to. So many people have networked you into their talking. Hey! Old boys, school, old girls. Huh? All this church groups. I mean, a fellowship you used to belong to some years ago. How many groups? 102. How many groups? I have to count. And there's no way to... Okay, put your phone away, please. Put it away. Lest I curse it. Tomorrow, Tuesday flow prayer meeting all the prayer meeting you take your time that's why the time matters because from now time matters we can't pray without a clock there's nothing like prayer without watch how do you know when it's over yeah you are becoming a spiritual giant yes so many problems that you are fighting you think it is a natural problem because they really have natural paths but really the real solution is in the spirit hallelujah what a blessing well it's time to give an offering and I need you to turn with me to Isaiah chapter 43 and um, there, I'm going to show you something. Amen. Now, one of the things that I'm quite sure about is the presence of a curse. A curse in the world, or curses. All right? And actually, what I'm also con- conscious about is a mixture of blessings and curses. Blessed people seem to be cursed, and cursed people seem to be blessed also. <laughs> it's true. I want to say um, concerning um, the healing Jesus offerings that we received a couple of weeks ago. Um, We are waiting for you to do 
even better. Amen. Because we are very far from the target. We didn't reach very far at all in the target that we set for Healing Jesus campaign. Um, Because we didn't. So, I'm saying that we must, you know, when we were singing that song, um, he came from heaven, you know, I need always a singer up here. He came from heaven to earth to show the way he came. He came. You know, it is important to realize how the church comes about. The secular world will never tell us how to run a church. Just like I can't go into a bank and tell somebody how to run a bank. Honestly, I must be honest. I mean, I know many people who work in banks. I can see people sitting in front here who work in banks. I don't know what they do. Yes, and I don't pretend that I know what they do. Because they have these glass buildings with many floors. And a lot of people go there. And they are always there. And they are there for hours and hours and hours. What are they doing? You get it? And just as I have that respect for them to give out loans and to, all, to do all the things they are doing, the church cannot be dictated to by people's ideas of how the church should be. Oh, this is a normal church. This is how a church should be. You know, the church is the church. And how does the church come about? How does it come about? How does it become what it is? It becomes what it is by missionaries going to countries and living there for the rest of their lives. That's how the church comes about. That's how this church came about. That's how the church in Ghana came about. That's all. And there are obligations that we have as Christians. We are under obligation to do this work. That is our faith. We didn't come into the ministry looking for a job. Although the ministry provides jobs for people, we are not here seeking jobs. But that is not our reason for being in the ministry. Anyone who wants to be in the ministry can, should not take this place as an alternative source of employment. It is the ministry. That's why people with a lot of money desires don't sit well here. It doesn't work. It may work for some time, but at a point you see that it is blowing up. Because that is not the reason for the church or for the ministry. And if we have anything, we are grateful. It's it's a bonus. We are happy. But that's not the reason. So that's why you have to purify your heart before you ever think of being in a full-time ministry. And if you are looking at the church, you must know that the church works on foundations. I don't know what the foundation of a bank is. Lend money 
and get interest? Is it the foundation of a bank? Huh? Somebody who works at the bank should tell us. Is that how the bank works? Deposit money. We'll use it for business and we'll make profit. And then we'll have your money for you ready when you come for it. And we'll make a lot of business. And we'll pay our employees a lot of money. Because they are working with money. Is, is, is it not how the principle... Is it correct? A good summary. I've seen some bankers here. <laughs> All right. So, the church needs to be supported to do expensive ventures like sending people to the ends of the world. Ah! It's now that we are going to fill 190 nations. It's now that we are going to enter 190 nations. It's now that we are going to have crusades in many places. Do you believe that? Once the Lord gives us life, we are still around. We don't know what else to do. Yeah. So, this is the time to give. Yes. In a few years, you know, I remember one, there's a man of God from South Africa whom we have sometimes, I've had him. And I remember before he was even 70, it was like he, it was like he has retired from, um, I mean, I asked him that what, do you say he can preach? He said, he has preached in many crusades. He said, as for preaching, I can preach but to organize the crusade how I used to when I was younger, that is the part I cannot do, but to preach at the crusade I can do it like stand here and preach so you see the ministry has certain kinds of work but by a certain age you can't do it so I see this as a very special last minute effort because I can see, if I look at my age, I can see 60 is not far. And 70 is also somewhere. Hey! <laughs> so, I'm telling you, you know, let us really sense the agency. And those of us who are supporting, you have to give and support with all your heart. When salt is in the food, but it's not enough, it still doesn't make the food nice. It doesn't make a difference. You see, salt has to be enough before it salties the food. Is it right English? You know, you are the English experts. Yes. So you need salt has to be in a, if you are the salt of the earth and you are salting the well it has to be enough otherwise it still doesn't change anything. And it's the same thing with giving. If you are giving you have to give enough for it to make a difference. And that's what I'm saying. I'm just coming back to the healing Jesus campaign gifts and offerings that you were giving I am telling you that I didn't reach anywhere 
in the uh, whatever abroad here everywhere so I'm asking you to give again and to remember that that is our work and we are going to do it in a new way in a better way I believe God will give us the grace amen because I think the pandemic is ending it's changing into an epidemic do you know what an epidemic is an epidemic is is the pandemic but it's not the whole world pandemic is when it's they have a certain number of countries beyond which then you know that it has engulfed the whole world but then it can reduce that it's, it's still present because not, it's not going to go away but it's present in pockets and at various places yes but not in the way that we've had it and people are doing things I hear the airport is full flights are full people are traveling hey and we shouldn't do church we have to do it alright so please let us remember healing Jesus campaign I, I asked for 1,000 people to give $1,000 and I'll explain to you some things I don't want you know when we do certain things I don't come and ask you so we have rented a ship the ship is asking so many thousand euros and I don't come and say all those things so the little that we say we are expecting your great support and I believe that everybody is going to be part of this amazing healing and I'll say it again before we close amen we are almost closing now but just remember okay we have, those of you who have just come we've had anointing service and everything here before you came <laughs> you are late <laughs> now today I'm going to show you another escape from curses in Isaiah 43 verse 22 it says but thou hast not called me upon me oh Jacob Jacob Jake but thou hast been weary of me been tired of me you've been tired of me thou hast not brought me the small cattle huh thou hast not brought me the small cattle of thy burnt offerings now that neither hast thou honored me with thy sacrifices no sacrifices you know Christianity involves sacrifice giving up something you would have had but you give it up you give it up I give up that boyfriend I give up that girlfriend I give up this money I give up my car I give up my land. I give up what I would have had. I give my comfort. I give my food. I give my stomach. I give my sleep. But you didn't. I have not caused thee to serve with an offering, nor worried thee with incense. Now look at what the prophet is saying, verse 24. Thou hast brought me no sweet cane with money. Thou haven't brought me any money. Hmm? You have not bought me sweet cane with money. And neither hast thou filled me 
with the fat of thy sacrifices. God is saying, I'm not feeling your sacrifices. You've not filled me. I'm not full. I'm not full. I don't feel full. God is saying, I don't feel full. I don't feel full of your sacrifices. But rather, instead of that, you've made me to serve with thy sins. And thou hast wearied me with thine iniquities. Like you, instead of bringing me offerings, you've made me tired by your sins. So instead of bringing sacrifice, you bring sins. Hmm. So as you are sitting here, you know your condemnation. That's what you've brought. You've brought your sinfulness, your plagues, the bloodshed that you have shed this week in abortions. You have brought with your hands covered with blood the things you've said with your mouth. You've brought them all to the house of the Lord instead of bringing offering and sacrifices. Verse 25. I am he that blotteth out thy transgression for my own sake and I will not remember thy sins. He's explaining that, yes, I know I'm the one who forgives. Put me in remembrance. Let us plead together. Declare thou that thou mayest be justified. God is discussing with you. He said, plead and say your matter. Say your issues. Let's talk. God is ready to discuss with you. How many are ready to discuss with God? Yeah, you can talk to God. God understands and God hears. If you speak to him, he will hear every sentence you you say. You know, when Jesus was going to heal the woman with uh, the Syrophoenician woman's daughter, the woman said, when he said, I don't give my bread to dogs, the woman said, even the dogs eat bread crumbs, bread crumbs. Then Jesus said to her, for this thy saying, this statement that you made, this statement that you made, go home. You know, God hears your comments and your words. They don't go scot-free. That's why when Aaron and Miriam spake against Moses, the Bible says, and the Lord heard it. These things are things that God hears. So when you pray, the sentences you speak and the words you speak to God, he hears them. You know, one time Kenneth Hagin had, had a vision of Jesus. He had eight of such visions. And the Lord told him, he was explaining the reason why he had had a certain accident. And the Lord told him, you remember this meeting? He said, you were talking to some pastors and you said this. Hey! And the Lord had, and he brought it up at the vision. He quoted him, but you remember you were talking to these people and you, you told them that this was your calling. He said, yeah. That was a mistake. You shouldn't have said that. So I'm just trying to say that God hears you when you talk, when you pray and you, 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 you mention English words, lines. He hears all your prayers and he hears your comments too. So better watch out. You never, you never 
escape because God is everywhere. Thy first father hath sinned, and thy teachers have transgressed against me. Now, verse 28 is the scripture we are looking for. All right? Therefore, I have profaned the princes of thy sanctuary. And I have given Jacob. You see, if you remember, we started in Jacob, verse 22. So at the end, he says, therefore, I have given Jacob to the curse. I have given Jacob to the curse. I have given Jacob to the curse. I have dashed him to the curse. I have dashed him to the curse. Why? Because of what he said all the way. You've not brought me small cattle. You've not honored me with your sacrifices. You have not caused me to serve with an offering. You have not brought me incense to make me even tired of it. You have not brought me sweet cane with money. He says, therefore, I have profaned the princes of the sanctuary and I've given Jacob to the curse. So once again, you can see the effect of offerings on curses. In fact, God is saying that because of how you are, I've just I've allowed you, I've allowed you to just flow in the curse. That's why I'm saying that I can see. Hold on, hold on a minute. I can see the difference between between, or I can see the presence of both blessings. God, Jacob is blessed, but I can see there's also a curse. There's like a mixture. Yeah. You know, Jacob is blessed. God, he was blessed by his father Isaac, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the blessing. But now he's saying that I'm giving Jacob who is blessed to the curse. I don't think you are getting it. Let's read verse 22 again. It says, Thou hast not called upon me, O Jacob. You have been weary or tired of me. Verse 23, you've not brought me the small cattle, the offerings, all this, I don't see, I don't feel it. I don't feel it. I don't feel it. I don't feel your presence. I don't feel your sacrifices. And it goes on. Then at the end, he says, therefore, I have given Jacob to the curse. So here we we see a cause of curses is not coming to God with the necessary sacrifices. And that's why people who are spiritual and understand the spiritual nature of what we have for the Lord, all right, of what we are doing, they understand it in such a way that they always come to the Lord with the necessary sacrifices. God notices whom you give money to. God notices it and it's offensive. You know, I know one pastor, hey, he, he, it caused a big problem in the church. You see, he invited somebody to preach and this person was preaching. It's a church member who has been in the church for years decided to bless the visitor. Do you see? The visitor. (laughs) The one who had come to preach. 
with so many things. In fact, I've had two different pastors telling me similar stories. One of them said that he would be in the house and people in the church who have never honored him. Do you see? They've never honored him before. Because it happened that I went to that church and I I really preached that they should honor their pastor. Because we who are visitors, we are just one time. When you are a visitor, you just come and uh, you just say some jokes with people have not heard that joke before, so they are impressed. And so on. I mean, it's not exactly like that. It's more than that. But like, you know, it's like the person is a visitor. They uh, have a visitor's aura. It looks so impressive and so powerful. And fresh. You get what I'm saying? Then that visitor is honored above all honor. Above all honor. Above all Above all nature and all created things. Yes. But the one who is in the house who's been talking to you every day, talking to you like a mother talks to her children. Every day, every day. You get up and don't honor your mother. After the plenty talking, your father's plenty talking. And you're rather honoring uncles. You say, oh, my friend's father is a very good father. How many have seen children who like their friend's parents? Or even it's you yourself. You like your friend's parents. You feel that your friend's mother and your friend's father is nicer than your father. And when you go to their house, the way he even talks to them and everything is different from the way your own father talks to you, your mother talks to you. They were driving at the age of 15. They didn't even wait for 18. Then they were giving cars. Hey, wow. Are you listening to me? I am explaining to you how God notices when you give something to someone else rather than to him. That's what I'm talking about. When he sees that you like your friend's father more than you like your own father. When he sees that a, a pastor has come who is a visitor. It's like he, you are so impressed with him. I mean, we have never seen dollars before, but this pastor will see dollars. You have never seen euros, but you have been able to bring euros to come and sow a seed. In the visitor. Meanwhile, we laid a red carpet for the visitor to come as a hero. We made banners. We made invitations. We invited people. We made a special choir and everything. And the person comes as a hero to stand there. And to the person, you are bringing honor and a lot. The the, the host or the, 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 the one who is your father who's been looking at you looks at you as you are so impressed giving to them giving to political parties giving to business connections but he's just watching you as you leave the church it's like political parties and whatever should use private jets but the church should not use private jets when we are going to various towns where there's no car if you go to Nigeria one of my pastors said he said that Nigeria is Littered, the roads are littered with kidnappers and armed robbers. Every road between the towns is now owned by armed robbers and kidnappers. Are you listening? Yeah. How do you go to some of those places? 
So what I'm trying to say is that God sees. Now I was telling you this pastor, he was there. You know, there are some pastors who never receive real like cars or whatever. This pastor was there. No one had brought him any car before. Now the visiting person came. The um, church member, I think it was a lady, came and bought a, a, brought a new land cruiser and gave it to the visitor. That she's sowing a seed. I mean, she's blessed by the visitor's ministry. <laughs> In the presence of the host pastor, the host pastor was also watching. <laughs> he didn't even know that such things were possible, that it's possible to sow a seed of, a, of even of a car, not even a land cruiser. You see, the pastor, he, he, will, he will be affected. How many agree with me that he will be affected? Yeah. That is how God is affected. He's watching. He sees, oh, this is what you appreciate. That's why you went to give money there. Oh, I see. This is where you, that's why you so sit there. Oh, okay. This is what you believe in. I see. I see. And God is saying, for me, you didn't bring me sweet cane. Me, you didn't bring me this. You didn't, I'm just watching. He said, therefore, the curse is poured upon Jacob. You have to be careful where you direct your so-called gifts, money, and your sacrifices especially. There will never be any guest pastor who will be more important and relevant to your life than your own practical pastor who is standing with you every day talking to you. There, it cannot be. There's nothing like that in any church. Many churches have stood in the pulpit and told the people that I am a visitor. I am not important here. Your pastor is the one who has loved you, cared for you, organized. I showed them. He's trying to build things for air conditioning. Look at this air conditioning. What he's trying to do so many things just to make things nicer for you. The church doesn't belong to anybody. And when we say the church doesn't belong to anybody, some churches are registered as, because that's how churches are registered, company limited by guarantee. And some churches, it is the family that owns it. The family are the directors, like the father, mother, wife, and children, they, and sons. They are the directors. So they actually own it. So when people say that a person owns the church, or that when you are giving to the church, you are giving to the pastor, that is, that is also what they, that it's actually done. That's what I'm trying to say. It's actually done. But that is not what we have here. So God is looking at us. And I tell you, one of the ways to drive away curses from our lives is for us to rise up and present the necessary sacrifices to the Lord. And that's why I'm talking about even the Healing Jesus campaign that I was not impressed with the giving for the healing Jesus campaign at all. It's almost like, oh, whatever. So I am speaking to everyone, all the churches, and everybody who is listening, that we have to make sure that we pour our sacrifice to God. And as soon as you feel that giving to the church is not giving to God then stop giving because there's no need to give to something that you are not giving to the Lord there's no need at all if you feel that it's not God and we are not doing the work of God that is being used for whatever else and so don't don't give again that one I would advise you it, uh, between me and you I would advise you that 
But if you see that you are helping to push evangelism, and how many churches are doing crusade in all these countries? As we are lining up equipment in Madagascar, in Rwanda, in East Africa, South Africa, different Central Africa. We have a whole team waiting in Central Africa for the thing to lift up. Everybody is there waiting. Yeah, all that, they are crusaders, they are all waiting there. In Congo, in the center of Congo. They are, all, they are all on standby there with cars, with this, with equipment, with trucks, everything, waiting. They are just waiting for the go and then we are moving. I mean, they are there already. Everything is there. How many people are investing for that? If you feel you are supporting that, then support it. If you don't believe in that, don't believe in it. And it should be in another place where you, where you believe whatever they are doing. So I'm just saying to all of us that let's be careful that we don't take the sacrifice that belongs to God and go and put it to the side and give it to some other activity. In the same way as we don't give honor to the pastor that God has given you, but rather to visitors and impressive characters who speak well and, 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 and are very impressive for, 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 for that moment. And they are great people. But you have to know, there will be, never be anybody more important to you. Your, your, your uncle can never be more important than your father. Well, maybe in where it, your uncle becomes your father. But your, your friend cannot be a, a, your father. A father is your father. Honor your father and your mother that it may be well with you. So he said, therefore the curse is poured out. Why is the curse? Because you took your sweets and said, the small cattle that you were bringing it's like you don't bring it to me anymore. The small, small cattle. Small, small cattle. Look at it. Small, small cattle. Oh, look at it. Thou has not brought me the small cattle. I used to enjoy the small cattle burnt offerings. Where are the small cattle or burnt offerings? There's nothing like that anymore. God notices all our sacrifices, our money, our gifts, our offerings. Even if you allow your, 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 your car to be used by the church or your, your, your anything that you have to be your fishing boat that Jesus went and sat in Peter's boat and used it. It was not just without, going without notice. He, it, he, he, he noticed it. He noticed it. And after he told them, cast your feet or your net on this side, you see something new. You see something new that you haven't seen. Let us be careful, friends and church. There are many things vying for your support, for your sacrifice, for your small cattle, for your sweet cane, for your money. There are many things saying, put, me, put your money here. I remember one brother, he came to see me after church and he asked me, he said, my sisters and whatever, they are all insulting me that I'm not putting my money in this, one of those schemes. You know, these things that give you money quickly. Yeah. I don't want to mention these names here. But later on, when the thing didn't work out and it became a whole big problem, he came to thank me, he said, "Ah, everybody in my family is there their money is gone. People have their faith and their beliefs in what they believe in. 
You may say whatever you want to say in your preaching, but people have their belief. But I want to encourage you. Be a supporter of God. The day will come. The other day I was in my office and I was looking at the people there and I said, huh, when I look at my age and I look at you people, I don't even know how many more years I'll be in this office and I'll be looking at you and you'll also be in the office. I don't know. It's a miracle that we are here even up to this time. Yeah. When today, if you want to support Reinhard Bonke's ministry, it's past. You can't. It's gone. A day comes where even to give to support, you can't. That's what the Lord was telling me. I should, I should go all out because that's it. This is the last stretch. Go all out. So let's go all out in what we are doing. This is what will change our lives. This is what will induce the blessing. Ah, the blessing that we seek for so many other things. You know, all my life since I was 25 years old or so, I've been in this ministry. I mean, give yourself to seek the kingdom. One plug in one direction. It, it has fulfilled Matthew 6.33. And all other things shall be added. All other things. So I want to encourage you. Don't hold back. And don't divert your strength, your financial gifts, your sweet money, sweet cane, your small cattle, your sacrifices into anything except into his kingdom and into his work. Don't misgive. Deuteronomy chapter 12 verse 13. Look at it. Beautiful. Look at Deuteronomy chapter 12 verse 13. It says, take heed to thyself that thou offer not thy burnt offering in every place that thou seest. Don't put your offering everywhere. You see a place, oh, let me sow a seed here. I see a place, let me sow a seed here. Let me sow a seed here. But what does verse 14 say? Deuteronomy 12, 14. But in the place which the Lord shall choose. You see, God chooses a place. Where there and there thou shalt offer thy burnt offerings. And there thou shalt do all that I command thee. That is where your gift and your power and your strength is going into that thing. I put in all my strength into this one thing that I'm doing. You don't just go around sowing seed here and there. Somebody has come to preach, it's beautiful. You are going to buy a land cruiser for, for the person. then we are going to bring more people to come and preach every month so that you buy more land cruisers now watch out because God notices every little action that you take Every, every cent you give you know one time Some, something approached me. Some, I, I'm, it, it skips my mind at this moment, the exact example, even whether I can actually give the example on stage. But it was like to give money to someone. And I, I felt, no, I felt that if I give money to this, it will offend the Lord. Yeah. I felt that if I give money to this thing, it will offend the Lord. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't give money to politics, politics and what those things I'm, I should take the church money to give it to political party 
Are you with me? Yeah. I don't know the example, but I, uh, that is, I mean, something that, but it's like, I can see sometimes there are certain things that if you put your support there, God will notice it. So, oh, I see. Oh, I see. <laughs> no further comments. Only actions now. There's no need for God to be your enemy. There's no need for God to be your enemy. Make God your friend through your offerings, your giving, your tithing, and your small cattle in Jesus' name. Tell your neighbor, I didn't feel your show during the healing Jesus. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I, don't, I don't feel your involvement. Tell the person, I don't feel your involvement during the healing Jesus. Whatever, you didn't give much. You didn't give much. And when you don't do an exam well, you have to do remedials. Envelopes. And we gave envelopes. Have they brought them? People have brought envelopes today. Yeah. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, do you, did you give anything to healing Jesus? I mean, I mean do you, do, are, you, are you a, a Ben MP partner? I don't, I don't have, have that feeling that you even know what is healing Jesus who said. Do you know what it is? Do you know what is healing Jesus who said? Hey. People are some will. <laughs> All right. Beautiful. I believe 1,000 people can give $1,000 uh, and some of course can give more than that. Whoever you are, give to healing Jesus. I'm, I'm being specific. And I know God is going to bless. Take out your offering, everybody. Take out your offering. Your sweet cane with money. Your small cattle. Your what? Your bent offerings. All right? God wants to bless you today. And also give your tithes and everything you have. Just give it all in one. You know? It's going to be a blessing for you. And the choir is going to sing during the offering. And um, you're going to experience God's great blessings. Pala Mashon Dale Mamandala Babarada. May the power of God come over your finances, over your giving, and may the grace of God be over your life. In the name of Jesus, Father, thank you for this great blessing that we receive. In Jesus' name we pray, Lord, with thanksgiving. Amen. Go into all the world and preach the gospel until your life is done. And if you love me, obey the great commission. Build churches everywhere. Oh, Lord. 
megachurch, a megachurch, but you have excuses. You have more and more excuses. Honestly, I don't. I don't think you love me. I think your heart is somewhere else. Hold on. Cause if you love me, hey, if you love me, hey, you don't pay me, you would work much harder now. So, I've really got this feeling. I've really got this feeling that I'm waiting in bed for you to obey me. And I try to shut my eyes to it. But it's deep inside of me, deep inside of me, yeah, that you will never obey me. God is asking you, is it gone away? Come on and ask them, is it gone away? He really needs to know that, is it gone away? Tell them, is he gonna? Is he gonna? Is he gonna away? God is asking you. Is he gonna? Is he gonna? Is he gonna? Is he gonna? Is he gonna wait? He's waiting. He's waiting. Is he gonna? Is he gonna? Is he gonna? Is he gonna? For you to take up the burden of love. How much longer will he have to wait? He has loved you with an ever. And he's waiting for you to come on, boy. Come on, boy. You've got to do your part. Is he going to wait forever? Is he going to wait? Come on, sing it with me. I need to hear you. Is he going to? Is he gonna, is he gonna, is he gonna, is he gonna, is he gonna wait in vain? Is he gonna, is he gonna, why are you sitting down? Is he gonna wait in vain? Let me hear you sing, is he gonna? Is he gonna, is he gonna, is he gonna, is he gonna, is he gonna wait in Some of you don't know the song, so just learn the song. Is he gonna, is he gonna, is he gonna, is he gonna, I can't hear you, Chuck, is he gonna wait in vain? Is he gonna, is he gonna wait? Now turn to your neighbor and ask your neighbor, is he gonna wait in vain? Is he gonna, is he gonna, is he gonna, is he gonna? One last time, let me hear you sing, is he gonna? Is he gonna, is he gonna, is he gonna, is he gonna wait? Give the Lord a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Let's test the temperature in the church. Those of you at the podcast corner, can you give the Lord a shout of praise? Okay, those of you in the West Wing, West Wing, can you give the Lord a shout of praise? Okay, those of you on, what are you? Whatever you are, can you give the Lord a shout of praise? Hmm, I'm not sure if I'm feeling. Now, those of you here, can you give God 
every Tuesday. And then, respectfully, if you can please give the Lord a shout of praise. God bless you. Can you give the Lord a shout of praise over here? And the next one. And the next one. And the last East Wing. And all over the town, give God a shout of praise. Hallelujah. It's time for the third dose of the word of God. I heard that, I heard that now they are saying that if you take a third vaccination shot, then for sure your immunity will be built up. So maybe your immunity wasn't built in the first anointing prayer segment. Maybe the last segment didn't build up your immunity. But I came to announce to you that the next injection of the word of God is going to transform your life. Do you believe it? Do you believe it? Are you ready for the word of God? Ask your neighbor, are you ready for what God has for you? Amen. How many of you can feel the burden of love? I've been feeling the burden of love for the last two weeks. It's a very heavy burden. I don't know what God has for us this afternoon, but I know it's only going to get better and better. Amen. Now let's sing Nothing is Impossible as we welcome the greatest preacher I know up to the stage to preach to us. And as we sing this song, I want faith to build in your heart. And I want your heart to be open for what God has for you. Let's sing it. Nothing is impossible when you put your trust in God. Nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible when you trust in His Word. Hearken to the voice of God. Voice of God to me is there anything too hard for me? Then put your trust in God alone and rest upon His way. Because everything, yes, everything, yes, everything is possible. One more time, all over this place, lift your hands and sing. Nothing is impossible. When you put your trust in God, declare over your life nothing is impossible. Because you're trusting in His word. Back into the voice. The voice of God to me. Is there anything too hard for me? Then put your trust in God. I feel His presence in this place. I feel the anointing. is turning around. God has a word for you. Today is your day for a miracle. If you believe it, clap your hands. Give the Lord a jump. Give the Lord a shout. And let's welcome Bishop God. He will move. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, thank you for this few minutes we have in your presence. Guide us. Let your will be done. In Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Today we are continuing on the burden of love. Part three of the burden of love. Now the whole point is that if somebody says to you, I love you. 
you must know that it's a serious burden that is transmitted to you. Amen. A serious burden has been transmitted because there is going to be some expectation that there will be some reciprocation of love. The burden of reciprocation. Is that not so? The burden of reciprocation. What's that? Amen. Now, God loves us so much and truly there is a burden on us to also love. And when it comes to loving, yeah, it's going to be a mixture of loving God and loving people. Alright? Now, someone asked a question, a theoretical question. Oh, if this person who has obviously offended you so much was to apologize, would you forgive the person? The answer to that question is not an answer that depends on the person who is being asked. Would you forgive the person? There is a burden of love imposed on us by God to love and to forgive. Amen. So it's not up to you. That it's not like you have a choice to, to accept people to love, to not to love. There's no, you don't have a choice. You have to. <laughs> I think that until you recognize this reality, you will not understand the God you are dealing with. The Bible says God is love. Not that God has love or God loves. God is love. All right? So today, not too much talking. Let's go into Revelations chapter 2. And we're going to read from verse 1. I hope this man is going to be with me, okay? On the screen. Unto the angel of the church at Ephesus, write these things. Amen. These things says he that has the seven stars. Beautiful. Verse 2. I know thy works and thy labor and thy patience and how thou canst not bear them which are evil. I know all these. You are very good at a lot of things. (laughs) You work hard. You know, hardworking people often think that their hard work is the answer to everything. You get it? Yeah, but it's not so. You read, you see what's going to happen. I know thy works, thy labor, thy patience, how thou canst not bear them which are evil. And thou hast tried them which say the apostles. You have been taking apostles to court. You've tried them. All right? And are not. 
and has found them to be liars. So he, he was proved right. Verse 3. And has borne and has patience. Like you are really wild. And for my name's sake, I say, this guy is a very hardworking type. For my name's sake has labored and has not fainted. These are heavy credentials. How many will agree that these are heavy credentials? Let's take it again from verse 1. It's writing to a Christian, okay, a church. It's like that you just say that it's you. To the church of the angel of Ephesus, write, He that holds the seven stars and walks in the midst of the seven candlesticks. That's Jesus describing himself. Verse 2. I know thy works. Like you work hard. Thy labor. So he's saying very hard work. That's the labor. What the difference between work and labor is hard, 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 hard work. And thy patience. Patience means you endure things without complaining. Patiently enduring. And now thou canst not bear them which are evil. You don't like nonsense at all. I think this person will be a, a melancholic. What do you think? Like you don't take nonsense at all. So I can't bear it. I can't stand it. Zero, zero tolerance for nonsense. You cannot bear that which are, those which are evil. You can't bear nonsense. And you have tried them, we say the apostles, like you've tested even apostles. Like there were some false apostles and you tried them, you tested them. And you actually found them to be liars. Verse 3. And has borne, like you bear a lot of stuff. And has patience. And for my name's sake, has labored for my, my name, my name, my, me God. Me God. Uh, because of me. You've worked so hard in my name and has not fainted. Oh, this is a great person. Verse 4. Nevertheless, nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee. I have something against you. Because you have left your first love. Whether first, second, or third, love has been left. <laughs> Whether first love, second love, third love, or eighth love, love has been left. You've left love. You've left love. And you're moving with hard work, labor, this, this, that, many things. But love, you've left it. Huh? You try people. You don't take nonsense at all. Like, look at the nonsense verse. I think it's verse 3. Is it verse 2 that's the nonsense? But I don't take nonsense. It's verse 2. I know thy work. Thou canst not bear them which are evil. Like, you can't bear evil. Like, like you are sinless. Like, you, you've never seen pornography before. When they say you, you it, it is like something on mass. It's just a word, but it's like... You've you've not seen some before. Like like sin, it's like at all. Like not that you don't do it, but you can't stand those things. Like you are sort of angelic in your nature. (laughs) Wow, this is a strong 
Christian personality. And even authorities like apostles, you take them on. And when you see that, you are telling you are lying. You are lying. I know with all due respect, you are an apostle, but you are lying. <laughs> with all due respect, you are lying. <laughs> uh, this is a real pillar in the house of God. How many will agree that this is a pillar in the house of God? Now look at what he says in verse 4. But I have something against thee. Change the version. This somewhat, I think we are confused. Change the version. I have somewhat. I have this against you. I have this against you. That you've left your first love church. Now, you know, anytime you read the Bible or you hear a message, apply this message to yourself. Don't be thinking that some of you, as I'm preaching, you are thinking that, oh, these people are causing trouble and so on. Am I saying that? What? Think of yourself. Why don't you, you, you don't have to, why don't you think of yourself? Do you know this first love church exists because of this verse? I was having my quiet time. God, because I said, take things personally. Don't extrapolate them to others. Take things personal. I read it and I, I said that you have left your first. I said, what first life I gave? I was doing crusade. I said, I preaching and preaching here. I said, what is a first love? How are you telling me that? Oh, look at what I'm doing. You see, and then I felt the Lord was telling me that your first love of pastoring the church, like you are actually a pastor of, of people. Do you see? Which is the first thing that he gave me to do in his house. I've left it. So I should come back to my first love. That is what stirred me up to start the first love. And that's why I called it first love church. Because it's from this. So I beg you, as I'm preaching, you have left your, I have this against you. Don't be thinking of other extraneous matters which don't even cause your personal it's a personal message for you. What? It's a burden for you to love. Because it's like you can work hard, you can do whatever, and God will say, you know something, I have a problem with you. What problem again? I work so hard. I have a problem with you about love. You can ask people who are married to very hard workers. It's often not a nice experience to be married to a very hard worker. Both man or woman, or even man, woman, whatever you want. (laughs) If you are married to a very hard working man, he may not have time to relate with you, time to talk to you, time to chat with you, time to even be there. It's, it's, It's at work. He's doing this, he's achieving this, he's building this, he's organizing this, he's moving here. When he comes and you are talking about whatever, it's like it's frivolous. He's on the, he's on the job. He's working, he works at home, works in the house, he works 15 hours, 18 hours a day. There's no love. So that, that I told you the nice part of a person is the fruit of the, the fruit. Love is the fruit. Like we don't eat the leaves, we don't eat the branches, we eat the love. We eat the fruits. So when there's no love, even though there's all those things, it's not a nice experience. That's for the man. And for the woman's is too. It's the same. 
it's also not a nice experience. You have a, a, a woman who is very busy on the phone all the time, checking this, doing that, sorting out things, moving here, doing this, doing that, doing this, doing the up here, down, moving, 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 killing this, killing that, sorting that. Hey! Then you, the man, that you need some attention and comfort and delight. There is no delight. Huh? You don't like my message, eh? Turn to Song of Solomon's. Have you found songs of Solomon? Oh, I'm in the wrong Bible in Tina. <laughs> yes. Sons of Solomon, chapter 7. I'm just talking about being married to somebody who's very busy. (laughs) Sons of Solomon, chapter 7, verse 6. How fair and pleasant thou art thou, O love, for delights. Delights. You are for delights. But when the person is very busy, there are no delights. The delights are gone. We have got a Libra in the house. We've got a what? A Libra. Cooking, cleaning, moving, organizing, more here, there, shouting at children, doing this, this, that, everything. But the Bible says, how fair and pleasant are Oh, love for what? Delights. That you are no more available for delights. Anyway, back to Revelation. The burden of love. Now, I have somewhat against thee because thou hast left thy first love. Verse 5. It's getting worse. Remember from whence thou art fallen. So when you leave love, you are falling. And you say you will notice very serious descriptions are used when it comes to love. It says you pass from death to life because you love the brethren. So life to death when you don't love the brethren. Now he says that remember from whence thou art fallen and repent and do the first work. Otherwise... First works go with first love. First works go with first love. You see, first love is manifested by certain things that you do. And one of them is comfort, softness, and delight. When you have a love, a lover, a love, a love, a love, 
There's softness. The person is soft, not hard. There's nothing like argument. Once there's an argument or a long discussion, everything has become hard. That's why it takes time for even one meeting to, to end. Softness comforts. Comforts are gone out of the window like a bed. Oh, yes. In fact, the person's presence causes you to need more comfort. <laughs> and then delights according to Sol- Solomon, Songs of Solomon, chapter 7, verse 6. How wonderful thou art, O love, for delights. That's why some people want, don't, they don't want to marry someone who is going to give birth again at a certain point. So, because when you give birth, the children are the main thing. They are the main thing. They don't see themselves as a source of delight. They see themselves as a mother with children looking after. Yes. You see yourself as Kofi's mother. You don't see yourself as a delight of somebody. You are Kofi's mother. You are not a delight for John. John's delight or Kofi's mother. Ask the nearest lady. Do do you understand the message? (laughs) Do you understand the preaching? Like, is it difficult? Should I explain after church? (laughs) Kofi's mother or John's delight? Choose one. Hmm. All right. Now, it says, I know thy works from whence thou art fallen. Repent and do the first works. Those first things that you did when I first fell in love with you and when you first loved me. First love gives rise to first works. First love gives rise to what? First love gives rise to what? So we can even have a new church called First Works Church. Yes, First Works Church. First Works. Why not? Now, if you don't go back to your first love, which is different from all your hard labor and all those things you are doing, eh? I will come unto thee quickly and I will remove thy candlestick out of his place except thou repent. That means that you lose your position. You lose your position because you don't have love. So love is a big burden on all of us. And one day when you stand before the Lord, your ability to love and your failure to love will be the main issues that will be dealt with. Alright? Now, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. You see there what exactly the burden is for what we actually have to do because that's the chapter of, on love. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. It says, and I think we read that from the uh, American Bible because that's the first time I read this 
passage was from American Bible, and I've never been able to memorize it in the King James. I memorize it in the American Bible. Everybody should memorize 1 Corinthians 13, 4 to 7. Those are the main descriptions of what love is. So it's important to memorize 1 Corinthians 13, 4 to 7. Look, let's look at 4 to 7. That's where it says, love is patient, love is kind, love is not jealous. Then verse 5, look at it. Does not act unbecomely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, does not take into account wrong suffering. 6, does not love, does not rejoice in unrighteousness, but rejoices in the truth. And verse 7, love bears all things, love hopes all things, believes all things, endures. These four verses are the mainstay of what love is. So it's an important passage to memorize as a born-again Christian. That, because it will always come up. And if you remember our song on love that we have, it's, it's, love is what? For love is patient. And love, love is, is kind. Love is not jealous. Love is not jealous. It is, it is the four to seven. So you, you, need, you need to know the four to seven of love. First Corinthians 13, four to seven. I hope you are with me. Beautiful. All right. So, in loving, in verse 4, it says, love is patient and then is kind. Okay? Then, last week I was sharing with you that it's thoughtful. Now, so there is a burden on you to be patient. Have patience with me. I will pay thee all. There is a burden on you to be kind. Amen. All right? And there is a burden on you to not be jealous. Okay? Now, notice verse 5. Love does not act unbecomingly, and it does not seek its own, and is not provoked, and does not take into account a wrong suffered. Okay? So this is uh, where we change. This is when someone's nice personality changes. That is, as, as you go in life, you are wronged many times. And then your personality changes many times. So that's the time you see an older person, you see that he's really changed. Because he has been wrong many times and that has changed you because you are not able to recover and then do what he's saying. That is not take into account a wrong suffered. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. So that, that is... That is if, 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 you, if you even marry someone who's been married before and the person has suffered certain things, do you see? You see that the person has been changed by the experiences that he had or she or he or she had in the first marriage. Do you see? And it's coming with a burden of revenge. Do you see? On the next candidate. Do you get what I'm saying? And how to repay you or to repay all men or all women for what you have been through and what you have suffered and what you have survived. What have you been through? So that is how we change. So it's the changes that take place in a person 
that you, 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 there is a burden on you. Hey, I didn't see all these people here. There is a burden on you. Are you with me? Um, I didn't know you were there. There is a burden on you. You get it? To not change. Which is, which is the big burden. That, that's the whole burden. Like you change. You'll not be sweet anymore. You'll not be nice anymore. Rarely do you have older ladies who are sweet. Like the younger ones are sweet. But by the time you are an older lady, the number of men that have offended you and the hurt you have had, the number of bad experiences you've had, I mean, you know, the sweetness is gone. It's finished. It's gone out of your life. Yeah. So, there is a burden on you. Anytime somebody does you wrong, Even though that person did wrong, the problem has actually now come to you. (laughs) Yeah. Like you have a real problem. You know, I remember one day somebody did something wrong to me. And I immediately I knew that my problem is that how I'm going to live without being destroyed by what the person has done. And that will not change me and make me some way. Because how I was behaving before the person hurt me was important for me to behave that way if I wanted to be in the ministry. But now I'm going to have to change and now become suspicious or worried about this, things that have never occurred to me before. So as soon as the person struck me, immediately I knew I had a new problem. But not, not, not what, what the person has done, even I, it's okay, but the change that I could see that is about to fall upon me, that was my problem. I, I, it was like an instant thought that came to my mind. Because the burden of love is something I have known. Even in Rejoiner's book on the final quest, when he appeared before the judgment seat, all the issues with the people who had been condemned to the altar that was about love. All the issues were about love. Fighting pastors, fighting among themselves. This one trying to destroy this other person, bring this one down, do this. I mean, all if you read chapter 3 of the final quest, the judgment on the pastors was all about love. And it's a real issue. So that's why when somebody does something wrong to you and you are hurt, it's a real problem that has come to you. Apart from what the person has done that is painful, it's painful, but a change is coming to you now. A change is coming. You are changing. You are changing in a way that it can affect your whole destiny. Oh, yes. And, and, and you see, it takes years for you when we say God is love to become godly (laughs) very difficult very difficult Uh, difficult to relate with people who are not affected by what they've been through yes some people are so offended by poverty that they are so against any idea of I mean inadequacy or any lack if you suggest any anything that they smell maybe there will be some difficulty somewhere one day they say no <laughs> it's true some people are so offended by Ghana do you say if you need suggestion to live in Ghana you say you know something you know you know something I thank God for your life but uh... so this is your problem. The burden of love. 
And now look at what, now look at what Jesus, what Jesus has said has made everything worse. He's saying that eh, he's going to remove our candlestick from his place. I mean, which is very serious. Look, Jesus is standing here. Candlesticks are all around. We are seven. Everybody has his position. He's, he's coming to change your position and replace you with someone else. Because of this issue of love of what has happened to you. that It wasn't even your fault that somebody has come to strike you. And it's like now your spirit is changing. Your spirit is changing. I mean, one marriage you've entered into, you are, the changes that are coming over you. One ministry that you've entered, betrayal. You know, one time, um, a pastor visited us at the, at the Kodesh, I think it was. And um, yeah, when he entered, he entered Bishop Saki's office and then he offered him a seat and he sat down. When he sat down, he suddenly got up from the chair and then moved the chair to the side. And he said, what is it? He said, I don't sit with my back towards the door. I don't sit with my back towards the door. Because what I've seen in the church, you know, <laughs> I need to know what is coming through the door. I don't sit with my back towards the door. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's dead now, but then he was alive. He said, what I've seen, what people have done to me. Yes, I don't sit with my, with my back towards the door. So, there is a burden on you to love. As we walk through our lives and we have our experiences, varied experiences, private ones, ones which no one knows what you are experiencing, what you are suffering, public ones, things that some few people know, things that a lot of people know, and everything is seeking to change you and make you, uh, change you gradually into a caricature, into a kind of a monster. Because you see, as you keep beholding evil and experiencing evil, you become like the evil that has been done to you without even knowing it. That's what the Bible says, beholding the glory of God. We are changed into the same image. Second Corinthians 3 and verse 18 somewhere there. Yeah, You change into the thing you keep watching. What you keep seeing and you keep seeing this and this and that. You change. You become like that. It changes you. Now, the reason why you must be very careful of being changed is to always remember that it's a problem and a burden for me to walk in love. Otherwise, my destiny will not be fulfilled. You, you, you'll be taken from your candlestick spot. And you see your position. Like, if you take me, there are some people, uh, people are placed around me. They are in positions. This one in relation to me is here. This one in relation to me is here. This one in relation. So, in my ministry, there are some people that are placed around me. I'm working. If you are taken out of that position, a certain place is removed. Oh, yes. And you lose your importance. You lose your relevance. You lose your, you lose your nearness to the Lord. Because you joke with love. He says, he says, I will remove you. 
And that's why Jesus didn't marry. That's why Jesus didn't marry. No, because if you are really serious about ministry and it's just three years, three and a half years, what do you need with a woman? The Bible says that Jesus did not commit himself to any man. And of course, it must be a woman as well. Put that scripture on, this, on the thing. He did not commit himself to any man. Why is man and woman? He didn't commit himself to any woman. Look at it. He did not commit himself to them because he knew all men. Why? I wish the women would be shouting and the line change it to women. He knew all women and men. Yes. You know what's going to happen? Even Peter, who was not a woman, disagreed with Jesus. Just small familiarity that he, he, Jesus was now friendly with him, chatting with him, and even told him, you'll be the head of the church. And so look at what he said. I'll never allow you to go to the cross and so on. Small exposure. Look at how you are talking. How much more if it was a woman's? Yeah. <laughs> eh? Do you think that Jesus is uh, whatever would have allowed? No. When Abraham took Isaac to go and sacrifice him, it was a big thing. And Sarah died over that issue. Yeah. If you read the story, you'll be amazed. How she went after Abraham. When she, she was told that Abraham has taken her son to this mountain. Ha! She came after him. That she has killed his, 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 to kill his only son. Her only son. This son that she has lived all these years and has only been given this one son. It is not a small story. If I, one day, if I have time, I'll tell, I'll tell you that story. And a small man came and appeared to her in the form of Satan and told her that this is what her husband is doing. Yes. In the end, she died. If you read the Bible, you see that after that, she was, she was, she, that, after that was her death. And that, that was it. It killed her. So those of you who don't forgive, you can't stand certain things, you should know that your personality has changed and you are no more sweet and nice. And God is about to take your position. Not because of hard work. As for hard work, we have given it to you. And now, can you imagine if you are also lazy and you don't also work hard and then you also don't laugh? I mean, that's even worse. When Joseph was the king of Egypt, when Joseph was the king of uh, Egypt, the prime minister, and the famine started, the Bible says the whole world was coming to Joseph, was coming to Egypt. And Joseph knew, Joseph knew that his brothers would come. 
He knew. So he made a law in Egypt that no one should send his parents and his servants that every family who wants whatever should come himself. That's why the brothers came. Oh, Oh, yes. Yes. And they knew. And Joseph knew. Because everywhere in the world they were coming. And it is not as simple as how you see that Joseph just forgave his brothers. Oh, no, 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 no. That's not what happened. (laughs) Yes, I just forgive you. I'm just so happy to see you and I just forgive you. That is a summary of it. Yes, in the end, that is what happened. But it was not just like that. And you see that Joseph struggled to overcome. Yes. And those are, those are some of the mysterious things we, we see in the Bible. When the brothers came, Jacob, Jacob I, uh, what do you call it? Jacob told his children, when you go, don't enter all by the same gate. Don't enter all by the same gate. Everybody should go through any of the different gates of Egypt so that they don't see all of you as one. But Joseph has set up posts at every gate that anybody who comes must write his name. Yes. Must write his name. He was waiting. Yes. (laughs) Because how do you think Joseph was able to see these people who had come to Egypt to buy grain? Because if at all, they could easily come and buy when he was not there. And there were several places that they were selling. So every day, they brought the names of the people who came to Egypt to buy, to to Joseph. And he would go through the names. Yes. Immigration. (laughs) So when they came, when they came and they brought it, and Jacob Jacob knew, Joseph knew that his brothers have come. And the brothers too, when they were coming, they knew that Joseph was in Egypt. Yeah, they knew that he was in Egypt. They had sold their brother and they are taking him to Egypt. So they discussed on the way that when they go to Egypt, they are going to search for Joseph. So when they entered Egypt, everybody entered through different gates, which was the plan, so that they would not detect them. Jacob knew that, Joseph knew that they had come, but they didn't come to buy the bread immediately. They didn't come to buy the food because they were searching through Egypt to find Joseph. So it was after three days they couldn't find him. And then they went to a place called the house of Harlots. And the house of Harlots, because they said their brother was a very fine boy and that perhaps he has been taken to the house of Harlots. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So eventually, when Joseph, when they came, then Joseph questioned them, where do you come from? And then they, they, they said whatever. Then he told them, you are spies. Because you have all passed through different gates of the city. And also you have been here for three days and you have not come to buy bread. Because when they passed through the different gate, he closed down all selling points of corn and made it only at where he was. To get them, yes, you have to come to the headquarters. 
Yeah. <laughs> so that is why then he accused them of being spies. That they had come to spy the land. That they were not genuine people. And then he said, their father is Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and so on. And he said that, how, they said we were at the house of Hallelujah. He said, how can the sons of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob be in the house of Hallelujah? They said they are looking for their brother. So now Joseph, you see, instead of just revealing himself to them and forgiving them, he decided to keep one of them, let them go, and then they should bring the other brother, which they went. It was one year, two months later, before the food was finished. And the father agreed that they should come back. And this time, when they came, because he knew that they would come, when they came and he had kept one of the brothers there, when they came, they were going back, and he put a cup in Benjamin's bag. But you see, before he had, they had a dinner. And Joseph was having dinner with them. Then he went aside and he called Benjamin. That part is not in the Bible. He called Benjamin and said, he asked, showed him a map. He said, can you read this? I hear Hebrews, you can read it. So they read it. They said, from this, tell me where your brother is. If he says he's in Egypt. So he looked at it and he saw on the map that the brother is here. Then he looked at him and said, I am Joseph. So Joseph revealed himself to his brother, Benjamin. Yeah, because he was the same father, same mother. He arranged them for, for the dinner. And then he told them he's going to do something because he wants to see whether his brothers have changed. Yeah. So now he put the cup and he told Benjamin, this is what I'm doing. So he put the cup in and let them go, if you remember in the story. So when they were going, they came and they found the cup in Benjamin's bag. He said, ah, he's taking their brother Benjamin. Now what he, his main thing was, he was saying was that what you did to your brother, will you do it to this one too? Yeah. Then he called them, he said that the, 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 the payment in this Egypt, the judgment for a thief is that you be a slave. So Benjamin is going to be made a slave from now. Then the brothers grew wild. They said never. He was watching to see whether they will sell their other brother again. You see, whether they have changed. He wanted to see whether they've changed. Yeah. Because, you see, it's not so easy to just forgive. Because <laughs> you want to know whether the person has changed. Yeah. So he told them, okay, they stay. That is the judgment. Then they, they grew wild. They, they, they started a big, they started a big fight. And Simeon in particular, he had a shriek. When he shrieked, uh, people even aborted their children and so on in, in Egypt. <laughs> yes. He could scream and they could fight. And even it affected Pharaoh. And Pharaoh sent a message that what is the problem here? What is happening with these people? Take them away or go with them. And Joseph was not happy with that. Then he said, he called Judah. Because Judah was the one talking. He called Judah aside. And he called him and said, how come you are the one speaking a lot amongst your brothers? Everything, you are the one talking. He said, because... I am a surety for my brother, my little brother, Benjamin. I took that uh, surety, a pledge with my father that I would never, I would rather die than to let this boy stay here. And he said that, 
He wanted to know that. So why? Then he asked them, why didn't you take, take any pledge for your other brother, the one you say is lost, Joseph? You see, he was trying to see whether what you did, you've changed. What you did, you've changed. What you did, you changed. And he saw that they had actually changed. Because now somebody is now putting his life down. Somebody is fighting for the thing. So we will not leave our brother. We will not leave our brother. Even though he's the same mother on the other side. We will not leave him. So it wasn't so easy for Joseph to just relinquish. But in the end, he then revealed himself. And they were shocked and they were afraid. Yeah, because he was speaking to them. But he and Benjamin knew what they were doing. Yeah. Are you understanding the Bible better? Yeah. Yeah. Because Joseph was trying to find out, have you changed what bad thing you did to your other brother? Will you do it? Will you sell, sell him again and walk away? And he said that, that is your custom. Why don't you take blood and put it on whatever and go and show it to your father that he's dead. Just as you did to your other brother. And they said, no, 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 no. We'll not do that. They, were refused. they refused and it was like they, they, and Simeon gave an instruction to his brother they should count all the streets. They are going to attack the whole of Egypt. Yeah. But Joseph understood because he understood the Hebrew. Yeah. So that's why he called Judah aside and asked him, so all these things you are doing, you are like, yeah, you are very serious about it because it's like this time they are not selling any brother again. I'm selling, selling of brothers is over. Selling of brothers is past and we don't sell brothers again. We've changed. Brothers and sisters, if Joseph was not able to forgive these boys, we will not have the rest of the Bible that we have. Your whole destiny depends on whether you can forgive. Love is a big burden. Your place is even taken out of the whole system if you can't love. Yes. That's why marriage tests you severely. Marriage does what? It tests you severely. Yes. It tests you severely. Ministry tests you severely. All these years I've trusted people. I don't ask any question. What are, what are you doing? What, how, what do you have? What? No. I mean, here some, I mean, I don't want to say all the, so many things. It's like you just try. But if I have not trusted, or if you don't have trust, you can't work. You can't work. You can't do most things. Many strikes against me were to make me not able to trust and flow with people. Again, it's like when you say, ah, you remind me of this. You know, there are certain names, even when you mention, you say, hmm, this name, I don't want you to change the name. I change the name. One day I was wearing a certain shirt. My father told me, don't wear this shirt. It reminds me of somebody. (laughs) He told me, don't wear this. It reminds me of somebody. Yeah. So love is patient. Love is kind. Yes. Thoughtful. Love, in verse 4. Love, 1 Corinthians 13 and verse 4. Is kind, is not jealous, does not boast, and is not arrogant, which I have not yet spoken about. But in verse 5, you see, does not take into account a wrong suffered. 
and most of us take into account what wrong. We take it seriously, and you can say this: the person is changed. Yes. Yeah. How many realize you've changed? How many have changed from wrongs that were done to you? Yes. But today I'm telling you that there is a burden of love on you for your husband and your wife. It's a burden. Because unfortunately God is going to judge you. One time Rejoiner, the Lord gave him a vision and told him, he told him that you, your marriage, he told Rejoiner, your marriage is better than this other pastor's marriage, but you are going to get lower marks for marriage. Because what he has done with his difficult marriage, you have not done as well as you could have done with that good marriage that you had. Not done as much as you could have. Because there are differences in marriages. There are differences. There are real something called IMC. Ill married couple. There are differences in experiences. And love does not take into account a wrong suffered. So anybody who has wronged me, it's my duty, not that I will lie. <laughs> what you will do? You have to forgive yourself. Oh, it's okay, it's okay, Charlie. Next time, don't let the fever affect you so much. That's all. Read just like that. Yes, just like that. Just like that. Just like that, it means nothing. There's someone. Yeah, that's what it means. God is wild, though. You know, the Bible says, in thee there is forgiveness that thou mayest be feared. A person who forgives is a fearful person. In thee is forgiveness that thou mayest be feared. Feared. You are to be feared when you can forgive and when you forgive. And that is why when Jesus walked amongst us, they asked, who is this who forgives sin? Who is this who forgives sin? It is when you have, yes, look at that scripture. With thee there is forgiveness that thou mayest be heard, feared. Yeah, the person there should come and see me after church. You are too slow. Amen. I have to forgive the person too, you see. <laughs> it's like everything you have to forgive. It's a burden. What you do? <laughs> Tell the person sitting next to you, me, I don't have any choice to forgive you, so <laughs> you are lucky. Pa. Today, I don't know the message is in your favor. Yeah. Some people cannot forgive at all. How many have noticed that? Some people. People like who? Mm. It has to. The way to forgive is to think of yourself and to think of what Jesus said the burden of love. Yeah. When Jesus saw Peter, he just said, Oh, do you love me? You love me. Peter said, I love you. You know that I love you. But there's somebody who says, I love you, 
do such things. Huh? Don't worry if you are going through questions with somebody. Trying to figure out. That was what Joseph was trying to do with his brothers. He was trying to say, why don't you sell this brother in the same way? Why come you are being a surety? Why not a surety for your other brother? Why don't you put blood on this and take it back to your father? Or it's just your brother. He wants to know whether they are still brother selling believers. Brother selling believers. Don't allow anyone to change your life. I, I prophesy to you, it's a burden. Don't let anybody change you. Yes, don't let anybody change the sweetness that you came into this world. The sweet, trusting, loving person that you were. Don't allow anybody to change you through any wicked experience that you have. Don't allow it. Don't allow it. Because there is a burden that God places on us. He says, I have this against you. You hard-working person. There's no love. And I want to say, because most of you are thinking that it is, I mean, uh, uh, an authority who has to love. You also have a burden to love me. Yeah. You have a burden to love, to return love. Yeah. There's a burden to love back after you've been loved. We have a burden to love Jesus. I have a burden to go to Madagascar, to go to Kivet, to go to Equatorial Guinea, to go to Gabon, to go to Cameroon, to go, they are all places I've never been, to preach. I have a burden for the love that he had for me and came to die all the way, all this journey to come to wicked people. Which country can I say is, there are too many wicked people, I can't go there? No. Look at the Jews, how wicked they were. But he came amongst them and preached. We have that burden. There's no choice. We are left with no choice. So may God help you eh, in, your, in your life, all your life. You know, I don't know what experience. Sometimes when you have certain experience, I just look and say, oh no, a change is coming. She's going to change. He's going to change. He's going to change. When you see older people, eh, they look more like defenders. Uh-huh. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Defenders, they are like number five. Is it, is it correct, number five? Is number five a defender? Yeah. Yes. Central defender. It's like they are, they are on, on guard to protect from so many things. Yeah. They don't score anything but just defending and clearing, pushing things away, pushing people away. No. Every pastor who walks away from love you are walking away from your destiny. Joseph's great test was to forgive his brethren. Yeah, just receive them. And wow. Now, by the way, when Joseph's father, Jacob, died, ah, his brothers knew that that is it. We are dead. The man is now going to show his rule. And Joseph said, look, you, are, you have not changed. You see, sometimes when you do evil, you don't even trust. You yourself don't trust yeah, because you know what you are like. Yeah. You know what you are like. So you're expecting bad things to be done to you. But God is changing our hearts. Yes. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He that follows me shall not walk in darkness. When he met the woman who had committed adultery, 
That's what he said. He said, go and sin no more. He says, I don't condemn you. Go and don't do it again. That's all. Don't do it again. I will not condemn you. And that's what Jesus is saying. I can forgive. So Lord, are you forgiving me for adultery? Adultery is more serious than fornication. Fornication is secondary school. Adultery is university and PhD and above. Yes. Because in fornication, there is no covenant. Adultery, there is a covenant between a husband and a wife that you are not supposed to break. And when you break it, you are, you are not only committing the immorality, but you are breaking the covenant and you are making yourself valueless as far as covenant making. You have no value. Your words have no value. Your writings have no value. Your words have no value. You've broken the covenant. The difference between fornication and adultery is the covenant. Covenant differentiates between those two sins. But God, in his mercy, he saw the woman caught in adultery. Maybe she was somebody's wife. Maybe she was somebody's wife. Or she was with somebody's husband. Jesus forgave her. And after he said, I'm the light of the world. The more we forgive, the more we are the light of the world. The more we forgive, the more we are the light of the world. Yeah. If Jesus can look at something grievous. Now, when they said caught in the very act, not that we were discussing or you were reporting what you did. Philly, Philly. Philly, Philly. Jesus' position was, it's okay. It's okay. Don't do it again. Go, 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 go. Dress and go. Dress and go. Run, run, run. Wow. If Jesus can do that for you, can you do that for somebody else? Will you also forgive? Grievous sins that are done against you. I mean, I don't like people who bring offense because they are always putting me into a, a new test. That's what I don't know. Not what they are doing, but the fact that I'm now going to have to struggle whether I love the person or I'm, am I loving or am I, have I forgiven or is it anger or what, what I'm doing? Is it uh, forgiveness? Or, I'm always battling in my mind whether I am acting in forgiveness or acting in, I mean, carefulness. And so it's wisdom. It's, it's wisdom. You have to be wise, uh, whatever. So it's like you are looking at wisdom or... <clears throat> Before you realize your candlestick, somebody has removed move it from there. See that you have you lost your position because of love. The burden of love. From today, nothing will move you from your place. Yes, nothing will move you from your place. Nothing will move you from your place. Yeah. One day I was looking at a brother. I said, no, I love you, brother. So I decided to call the person. And I called the person. I realized that he had blocked me. <laughs> I said, you should have blocked me. I was calling to be nice with you. You are always on a burden, burden to prove to yourself that you are not walking in bitterness. And it's important. If you don't walk in bitterness... If you don't walk in forgiveness, you'll be destroyed by bitterness. And the prince described, he said, arthritis. Arthritis. He says it's a demon that is very connected to unforgiveness and bitterness. Yeah, arthritis. He said many people that are stricken with arthritis are filled with bitterness.
Because when the man who did not forgive his brother was thrown to the tormentors. He was thrown to where? The tormentors. He will never be thrown to any tormentor. In Jesus' name. God is setting you free. God is helping you to be like Joseph. And to just clear up. Yes, there's nothing wrong in being sure that they will not do it again. Like Joseph was ensuring. But you have to leave it. And allow the destiny of God. Romans chapter 12, verse 20. It talks about, beloved, vengeance is mine. Verse 21. Beloved, vengeance is mine. Be not overcome with evil. No. Don't, then don't let it overcome you. Once somebody does something against you, it, it now wants to overcome you. It now wants to be on you like something new. You didn't do anything. It's now on you. And it's now seeking to change you and spoil you. Be overcome with evil. But try to overcome evil by doing something good. That is it. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourself, but give place to wrath. When you forgive, it's up to God's wrath. He said, vengeance is mine. So, you see, one of the reasons why God doesn't want you to take vengeance is because it is his particular enjoyment. You are robbing him of his enjoyment. How many have sometimes seen in films when the person does the revenge, you feel some happiness. It's a God part of you that it's like a bad thing has been corrected or has been avenged. (laughs) It's not a, a negative part. It's actually a God part. But God is saying that that part is mine. It's mine. I will repay. I pay back. God is saying, I pay people back for what they've done. I, that's how I am. I pay people. Why bother? When you have faith in God and you trust God, God himself will take his time to pay people. Yeah. It's another aspect. And it's wild. When God is paying things, you beg. Yeah. I am the one who does vengeance. I'm the avenger. Why have you taken this thing from me? Vengeance is mine. I pay people for their bad things. I pay myself. What have we gotten involved in this? I say you forgive them. I I will pay back. Wow. Are you ready to walk in love? It's not easy, eh? It's not easy. It's not easy to look and say, I will pay you, you, and you spot my life. You spot my life. You know, there are people who change your life. What do you, I mean, look at Joseph. He was in the household. When Joseph was going back here, eh, when he was bought by the, the Midianites, he begged them. He said, look, my father is a very rich man, Jacob. He will reward you heavily if you take me to, to him. I promise you, he will give you this. They didn't believe you. Then at the point they felt that no, this is a very nice person. This is not a, a slave. So they sold him to the Ishmaelites. He was sold twice. So the Ishmaelites were going. Then they also had some terrible thunderstorm happen on the way. 
And they became afraid of Joseph. They said, there's something wrong with this guy. So they said, let's quickly sell him in Egypt. That's how come he got rid of him in Egypt. And he went straight to Potiphar's house. There you go and meet this woman. Oh, you are minding your own business. You know you are a slave. You will never get a beloved. You will never be okay. Now this woman comes, a grown-up woman. Ah! An auntie. She comes to change your life. And he went to prison for 12 years. You know? But by the time the 12 years of older, he was calm. And when it was 10 years, he told the baker when he was going out, baker and the butler, remember me, remember me. But the, the, the book I was reading said that the Lord, it was of the Lord because he put his trust in man. He didn't remember him. Why do you trust in the butler to set you free? You have trusted in God. Don't trust in man, trust in God. Yeah. 12 years, but it was destiny. So the burden of love. Some of you can't forgive your fathers. You feel so hurt by your father and your mother. You are soon going to be a father and a mother. And we'll see your performance and your rates. Stand to your feet. All right. Amen. Amen. Now, remember we, we used to tell you, we told you, give donation towards air conditioner. Do you remember? Up to today, isn't it? We still don't have air condition, isn't it? But can you see that it's starting to appear? Yeah. I'll pay the or have patience. Do you see? Yes. Gradually. It's coming on. Is it not true? Yes. It's happening live. So, patience and love. So, that's what I said. You have to also be that way towards your pastors. Because I haven't told you the details of how much is this place where you are standing. I don't want to say it. You're not feel happy to think that that's what you are standing. You are standing on gold. From this pillar out, you don't have an idea of what it costs. Yeah. And to break down the whole church and rebuild it. <laughs> Beautiful. Lift your hands. The burden of love, the burden to forgive, the burden of love. Pray now. You will not be set aside. Listen, this is the most serious aspect of your spiritual journey. Love. Love. How to get to the place where you trust God for vengeance and you forgive people and you overcome evil with good. Father, thank you for the mercy and the grace to forgive, to move on, to press on. Have patience, I will pay the all. Love does not take into account a wrong suffered. 
lift your hand and present to the Lord all the wrongs you have suffered and leave it and pray now Lord save me from madness the madness of hatred and bitterness help me to walk in love deliver me from arthritis deliver me from unforgiveness deliver me from wickedness the change the change the change the guardedness the defensiveness the hardness the bitterness is going out of your life right now father we thank you we give you praise manasota banda kabalando ramina shandala basando la bekere haloma randale majombre zeketo la mandala bandari belede oh yes Oh yes, we give you praise in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you. Now lift your hands. May every unforgiving spirit go out of your life today. Every unforgiving spirit go out of your life. May whatever you have held, yes, whatever you have held, that is a pain in you let it go out of you right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth yes 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 be healed of unforgiveness be healed of pain in Jesus name I pray amen as every head is bowed and every eye closed if you want to give your life to Jesus Christ pastor pray with me I want to give my life to Jesus please lift your hand up right now I want to pray with you very quickly because I want to do something else quickly you want to give your life to God pastor somebody invited me but I want to give my life to Jesus if you are here like that lift your hand like this quickly lift it. God bless you God bless you pastor thank you I want Jesus to change me and wash away my sins God bless you God bless you. If you've lifted your hands, come to the front where I'm standing. Come to me here. I'm going to pray with you here. And we are closing. But I need you to come. Come run into that mercy seat where Jesus is calling. His grace will be your covering. His blood will flow freely. Come on, my friend. God bless you. Say, Jesus, please forgive me for my sins. I am sorry for all that I have done. Have mercy on me. Please write my name in the book of life. From today, I give my life, my heart, my everything to Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, for saving me today. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. 
Now I want you to follow this lady with a sign. Look, look, look at follow me. Please follow her. God bless you. Just follow. They are going to give you a present from me. Sit down. I want everybody to take out uh, a paper. You know, I want us to, I saw in a quick vision, you have written something, either an issue or a person's name, and you drop it. In fact, I want you to drop it here. Don't write your name. Don't write your name or what it is. And even if there's somebody who is known, don't write the person's name. Write initials or something. Yeah, that you understand what the person, if you have a name, Jack Toronto or anything, that you just write the person's name. And I want us to leave behind today. I feel it's like a curse, you know, that you are going to leave behind. Any wrong suffered, you know, all through your life, not only this year, but in years to come. If you have a piece of paper, I would have told you to write on your phone, but you can't leave your phone here. I would have told you to write on your phone, but just a small, don't write a big, big piece of paper. Just a small thing. And if there is some person that has spoiled your life, done something, or any whatever, today by power, by power, eh? By power. Are you, are you with me? Yes. I feel to pray over it right now. Yeah, I wish I had it. You know, we had these big baskets before. Do we still have them? You know, we need all these oil baskets, this, that. You never know. The service are all dynamic. So, very quickly, we are rounding up for the day. I'm not looking for offering. I'm looking for the burden of wickedness. Amen. Write on it. And um, if we can't find those baskets now to save time, I'm going to ask you, lift up, lift it up, lift it up. If you have a small, just a small piece of, not a whole page, please. your candlestick to be taken out of his place? How many want God to maintain your position where God has given you? Beautiful. I want us to pray over this together. Ah, I see somebody has discovered the whatever. Beautiful. Is there a special reason why these doors are closed? Is there a reason? There's something behind it. Okay. You know, we are trying to make the church as open air as possible. Yes. Yes, I need more baskets, please. So one can be over there. Is there only two? All right. Lift it. Stand up. Let's pray. I, I want us to leave something behind. If it's a name, a person, a group, anything that is worrying you, disturbing you, I feel we are going to leave it behind. And symbolically and prophetically, you are leaving it behind. Hello? Hello, please, 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 please. Be serious. No joking. 
you are dropping behind every burden. Yes. How many can sense that you are not as sweet as you were? Raise your hand if you realize that you are not as sweet. Hmm. not easy to be to remain being sweet lift it up father as we have preached today we take away this burden of hatred of anger of unforgiveness let it go we 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 acknowledge this burden the burden that is upon us to forgive and to love and to not take into account the wrong suffered let this burden go of us today and let us be able supernaturally from today to trust you and to walk in divine love thank you Lord I know that you take all of us through these journeys and I know that we are victorious today in Jesus name Amen come and drop it and as you drop it say in the name of Jesus it's over it's over it's over it's over as you drop it it's over it's over it's over it's over is two words but it means a lot it's over it's over it's over it's over, it's over. what destroyed me what hurt me what, what changed me what changed me what changed my soul? What changed my heart? Say it's over as you drop it in. It's over. It's over. It's over. It's over. It's over. In the name of Jesus. It's over. Tamaka. Commander. I forgive. I release. I walk away from the enemy, from wickedness, the burden of love. I accept it. Somebody made you a liar. Somebody even made you a thief. Somebody changed your personality. Somebody made you a traitor. Somebody made you different from how you were. But today, it's over. It's over. Oh yes, the present.
in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, your Savior, your healer, that it is over. Lifting up every hand now quickly, every standing, lift your hand and thank God. Thank God for deliverance. Thank God for freedom. Madam Ason Toraman de Lima Camalando Lemara. Narande Kerebura, Dasada Baromelidose. La Rama Mama Shadone Mabaraka Bada Bada. Let us be free, Lord. We command and cause to evaporate from our life the burdens of unforgiveness, the burdens of bitterness, the burdens of hatred, the burdens of revenge, the burdens to avenge ourselves. My God, we lift up our hands and we say whatever changes have come over our personalities, whatever permanent changes have taken place in our soul and our life, Lord, let them be reversed right now. Let there be a transformational power that comes over our life and our soul, changing us, Lord, by supernatural power into good Christians, loving Christians, normalcy returns, Lord, to our lives. We give you thanks. We praise you, Jesus. Alburagasa, minborumbele, minbesinalosa, chimalama, sumeriketele, balama, kofalamba, lamba, sandolama, dalibadala. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Father, we will never forget that you loved us. You were very kind to us. And so, we shall, we shall walk in our duty in the burden of love. In Jesus' name we pray, Lord. Amen. Take your bread. This is the body of Jesus shed for you. Body of Christ. This is the reason for your forgiveness and your healing. May you be healed as you partake of this body, the body of Jesus Christ. lift the blood. You are forgiven. You are released. You are forgiven. You are released. Remember the words of the forgive me as I forgive on condition that I forgive. May that condition be fulfilled in your life. May you be free from the response of evil. That is upon you. You never respond with evil to evil. The blood of Jesus Christ. Lift your hands for your blessing. May the Lord Himself make today a turning point for your life. May the Lord restore what was stolen. By the canker worm and the palmer worm. May the Lord help you supernaturally to forgive and to walk in love toward any and everyone that has hurt you in an unimaginable way. Whatever changes have taken place in your life, negative changes, I bless you to have positive changes. 
I superimpose upon you positive changes by the blood of the lamb that taketh away the sins of the world. Be forgiven also for what you have done to somebody and how you have harmed somebody and how you have hurt somebody. May your sin never be held against you, both your secret sin and your public sin. May your sins not be held against you in the day of judgment. May your sin be washed away because of your obedience to God. Lift your hands. The Lord give you peace. The Lord heal your heart. The Lord bless you and help you to serve him with joy for the abundance of all things. In Jesus name. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.